Welcome to the Jimbo Podcast, where you can find all your favorite Jimbo Show content in one place. Interviews, prank calls, bits, and a whole lot more. And now, here's your host, Jimbo. All right, it's another Jimbo Podcast, and I want to share with you guys a special series I did with my brother. We're in a band called The Surrealers. We've been there uh, for a while now. Uh, back in the 90s, mid-90s, we released an album called No More Milk, which you can find on all streaming services. Um, and you spell the name S-U-R-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-S, just in case you're looking at the streaming sites and want to check us out. But we did, uh, my brother George and I, we did a, a series of shows where we kind of took the music and took the influences of our childhood since we grew up together. And we kind of uh, broke down different things. And uh, it was quite interesting we we actually play, we were able to play a song from one of our albums to show you the influence that particular uh pop culture moment or album or tv show had so here it is the jimbo podcast presents the series that we're running the next few weeks the surrealtors on welcome to the surrealtors on on this episode george and jim talk about happy days I'm Jim, and George is on the line. Hey, what's going on? And it's the surreal that is on. One of our favorite topics to talk about uh, when we're alone is Happy Days, believe it or not. <laughs> the show that Happy influenced yeah, our, our childhood. Uh, one of those things, it was on Tuesday nights on ABC. It was a powerful lineup once Laverne and Shirley got aboard, and then Three's Company, and then they had like either Taxi or Too Close for Comfort in there. But we're talking about Happy Days uh, the TV show, Gary Marshall's TV show, Ron Howard, Henry Winkler as the Fonz. Uh, would you remember the, watching that first episode? I have a very vivid memory, even though I was very, very young. Yeah, you were young. I, I remember it vividly. It was in, uh, we were in our house in, um, in Baldwin, Missouri. And um, I, it was something, I remember being in the kitchen that night and, and watching it. We had a little TV, I think, in the kitchen. Um, and I watched them there. And it was, it was so good because the anticipation had built up over the weeks when they were prom- promoing it, and it was always the the maid in the shade with Potsy. Ah, and, uh, yeah, you're right. And that that was a big catchphrase, and everybody was so. And you know, it's funny because that was a mid season replacement. I guess is what you would call it now because it didn't come out until January of uh, 1974. And the reason I remember that is because we were going to our grandmother's house in Florida. Yes. Either the, ne- the next day or the day after that. That's my uh, memory. The- but my memory, I guess, is of the second episode. I think when they got the car, when they're, they, they, uh, have, uh, they buy a car together or something like that, and the car messes up. I have a vivid memory of watching that in Florida at our grandparents' house. That- yeah, that, uh, that, whole, that, whole, <laughs> that whole first season... And the second, well, actually, the first season was just a half season. It only went to like May of '74, and then the second season uh, didn't start till September. And you know, what's weird is I, I didn't realize this, but um, it really wasn't that popular uh, right off the bat. The first season it ranked number 16, and the second season, which was an excellent season, ranked number 49, tied with Petricelli. Remember that? Yeah, show? yeah, yeah. Barry Newman. Uh. <laughs> yeah, which is which is weird. I thought it was like a top ten show the whole time, but it, you know it was only number one uh, for the season one time. Wow, uh, and that was season, season four, um, and it was only in the top ten three times, which is really weird. I thought it was a much more popular show than that, but 
Who I th- knows? I think when I think the turning point for the show uh, is when he jumped over when Fonzie did the evil Knievel thing. I think that was the kind of where it went into a, a different stratosphere with popularity and you know the, the live audience thing. When when Fonzie jumped over the buses or the the cars or whatever he was jumping over, and that was like a three part episode. I think that was like the one that I remember where like this show went to another level. Yeah, he did jump over on his motorcycle. Now, that was a good episode because I remember watching that. We were living in Bloomington. I remember watching that in the kitchen, and he was about to jump, and they stop it yeah. right in the middle. To we be were continued. Like, oh, man. <laughs> we had to wait until the next week. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You're right. Season five, that's the, that's the classic where the classic Jump the Shark came from. Yeah, uh, yeah. When they went to Hollywood and, and Fonzie was supposed to be an actor, that was bad, but. <laughs> I think it really got bad the start of the next season. The first three episodes were at a dude ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Horrendous. It started kind of going that way. I think with, uh, I didn't mind leather Tuscadero as much as pinky Tuscadero. And I hear that was like a kind of a, uh, uh, dissension among cast members too. And (laughs) as far as when all that came in, when Fonzie fell in love and, and all that stuff too, I remember getting the dynamite magazine where it said Fonzie loves pinky on it. Right. A a big deal. I mean, it was popular, but I think it was going towards that. Hey, what does the audience want to see? Oh, let's put them on a dude ranch. (laughs) Let's put them up, you know, so that, you know, it's crazy. I have another theory too. I have another theory. This is probably just my theory, but when Fonzie went, from the black leather jacket, white shirt look <laughs> to the brown leather jacket, black shirt look, it was over. Yeah. He didn't look, he did not look cool in that outfit. He looked like an old guy trying to wear a leather jacket as opposed to when he had the black leather jacket and the white shirt. And you know, the good thing, the funny thing about Fonzie was Henry Winkler, like when I'm a kid, I'm looking at Henry Winkler and he's a tough guy and I'm thinking, He's a tough guy, but then when you look, when you get old and you look, they go, this guy's got no muscle, <laughs> no nothing. It's, it's attitude. But <laughs> he had an attitude, and it just showed really how good of an actor Henry Winkler was and is. Because if you saw him in that, and then you saw him in like Night Shift, yeah, which yeah, has yeah. To, to be another podcast. <laughs> Classic, yeah. Um, where he played this, you know, kind of a guy who always gets pushed around. And then you see him in, in Barry on HBO now. He's got an incredible range, and he really pulled off Fonzie, I thought, as good as anybody could have. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like I know he was nominated a couple times, but not to win for that iconic role. Uh, but the, th- and the amazing thing about the whole, uh, I think you say it's over then, but the, when it was really, really over is when Ron Howard leaves. That's when like, that's when everything kind of falls apart and you go into jo- Joni and T- Chachi territory and you have, uh, Roger, the cousin come in and then you, Ted th- McGinley. Yeah. You have about, you have about three extra seasons there that could have been avoided. I guess it's good for syndication purposes, but you know, we talked about this a lot with, with our former band member, Matt. Tom Bozzi's wearing glasses of the day. You know, he's wearing eighties glasses in the fifties. Right, right, right. <laughs> it just got like, well, yeah, they didn't and, care and anymore. It was almost like it wasn't in the fifties, you know, Fonzie becomes a teacher. I mean, they were, yeah, they were, they started, they were really reaching, really reaching big time. Uh, but all you know, of the shows, but, though, it, it came from the roots of like something really real from Gary Marshall. I know the first, 
original episode was a was an episode of Love American Style, Love in the Happy Day, you know, and it, it was Harold Gould was the father Gould. instead of uh, Tom Bosley. They had Marion Ross on there, and they had Ron Howard, but uh, you know, they, they it's funny. And Gary Marshall tells the story once American Graffiti got big, and Ron Howard was in that. They're like, hey, wasn't there a pi- this rejected pilot? Wasn't there a pilot that we had that uh, Ron Howard was in the fifties? And they're like, yeah, we did. It's Happy Days, and right. everything gets greenlit after that. You know, yeah, you know, and and it's and it has one of the best Christmas episodes of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that one where Fonzie's going to go to Waukesha, and um, the <laughs> great line is, you know, where the, he comes and fixes their Santa and. And the and the uh, Richie goes, you know, our our Santa would be mugging the neighbors, and our tree would have no lights on it. And and Marion goes, Fonzie, what would we be without you? Well, you'd be up a creek, Mississippi. <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that, that, that's such that is an amazing episode. It's you have to watch it like almost every Christmas. It's up there with the uh, draft dodger and all in the family. It's it's a it's an episode that that you know I I you know TV Land got away from doing that where they showed all the episodes. They need to get back to that where they show the classic TV episodes of each of these sitcoms. Oh, I know. And like we've talked about many times too, I think the show was much better without a studio audience. Yeah, um, that's a point. That's that's a definitely discussion right there because. Uh, you have the one camera movie element, and then you have the three cameras stage play uh, version of the house. And the house is different, obviously, in the first couple seasons. You had the up close of uh, Richie and his father talking in his room, which w- that was gone after that. Yeah. You know, uh, there was, there was, it went to like a one set, two set. Uh, show and instead of having these intimate kind of uh, scenes, Richie working at the uh, you know is is the DJ and they they doing the play they doing that the Hamlet play which was one of oh, yeah. in season two which is hilarious. Uh, so I think they they went for the easier fix on it you know and the, not to say the shows were bad they in the studio audience I think they got it. I've been watching The Odd Couple a lot. I think that Gary Marshall had uh, a lot of success with filming in before a live audience with Odd Couple, and once yeah, he followed the same formula with with Happy Days. Yeah, so it's once fake. once they tried to do that whole movie element, and they people are like, well, "Where are the laughs here?" Or they put, or they try to put the laugh track in there with those old you know Lucy laughs from fifteen years but ago. I think <laughs> I think The Odd Couple with the live audience was better, but I think Happy Days without the live audience was better. Yeah, you you yeah. have a point there. Yeah, you had some classic episodes with the uh, with no audience. Remember the uh, where they were playing in the band? Oh yeah, yeah. All, they put all shook up and they had bag on drums. <laughs> That's right. They had and, the fraternity party. They were in a band. They only knew one song. <laughs> it's classic because we're you know we, we that's happened to us too. We we got that party almost too early where we knew like a good probably a good hour, but you have to pay play four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And that it, it, you know it's a real situation where you're like, oh, let's go ahead and play this again. They seem to like that the first time around, but you know uh, that was a great episode too. The one also where Fonzie plays bongos in the band, classic, <laughs> and that they're at some sort. They're at the the Poobah Lounge, and this is something that never happened when they went live because they only had they only had the three or four sets, but they didn't do the the whole on location type stuff like that, which was was really cool. And the Richie the Sea episode, yeah, I think you alluded to that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was DJ. really good with him as a DJ, and he was kind of alienating his friends. And then the other episode where they had the 
uh, what was it? The Young Bloods was that the band? Or there? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Blood. And they were friends of Richie's, and nobody believed him. That was another great one. Um, but some some of the other ones are the, the uh, that stand out for me in the um, with the audience. Remember Ralph with the French Foreign Legion? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. The French Foreign Legion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another part, another episode I think that turned him for before the um, before the uh, whole situation with the jumping in the cars. I think the episode is when they actually went on the prowl and did the bet, bet with bag about who could go out with a girl. And Maureen McCormick was in there from the Brady Bunch, and they had that oh, whole yeah. at midnight you have to run around Arnold's in your underwear situation. So oh, yeah. uh, I think that episode too kind of. Uh, I, one of those episodes I remember as a turnabout for this show is kind of going in a, in a, in a direction where it's going to be very popular soon. Yeah. And Cheryl Ladd was a guest host on the show. And that's right. She was the movie star that Richie wanted to date with. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also, uh, there's also a good episode too, in those early days where they're, they're all doing work for the one lady. I, I, I might be Diana Highland. I might be wrong, but they're doing work for the lady, uh, the older lady. Oh no, that was, yeah, she was on, um, I forget her. I don't know her name. Oh, that's she right. Was on, no, no, you're right. It's the actress who was on general hospital, general hospital. Yeah. Leslie. Yeah, she's on general hospital. Yeah. So she was the, she was the widow at the, the house. Divorce, she, she was, the, no, she was the divorcee. Yeah. And there was, there was the whole deal. <laughs> and once they found out, you know, there was a lot of work to be done. Ralph and Potsy leave and Richie stays. And <laughs> But you know, and uh, when they when Arnold was great, Pat Morita was great, uh, and then when he left and Al came in, uh, you know, Al Molinero was great. Um, but uh, you know, and then they and then they they set fire to Arnold. Yeah, that's just, that's another uh, kind of death nail to the whole thing too. Is like they 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 built it almost modern. Looks like the trying to make it look like terrible. the '60s, but it's more looks more like the '80s. So yeah, it was that was bad. And then you know. The whole Joni and Chachi, and that was terrible. Jenny Piccolo, good lord. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, Ted McGinley. Uh, uh, you know, he's been accused of ruining series when he comes, and he was uh, that. That certainly happened on Happy Days when he got there, which is kind of unfair to an actor. He's just getting it, a job. It, it, you know, you know. I mean, it's just funny that it's funny that 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 occurs on every series that he's on. <laughs> but he was great in Revenge of the Nerds, so you got to give him that. So they did have a couple of spinoffs too, of course, with um, uh, Laverne and Shirley. Yes. Uh, Mork and Mindy, which you know that was a jump the shark moment too. I mean, yeah. Um, so Mork and Mindy, and um, were there any other ones? There's a couple. Remember. There's a couple that didn't really fly. Uh, I know that Nancy Walker, uh, who did the bounty commercials, quicker picker pick, pick up. Yeah. She was supposed to be like some sort of cousin or something, uh, Blansky. And they, she had uh, worked in Vegas or something like that. And they have oh, an older God. show called Blansky's Beauties. Uh, I think it was an indirect spinoff. Uh, they had the, the, the show that sp- spun off, too. They tried to do was almost like a more comedy about the angel called Out of the Blue. And I forget the comedian. His first name was Jim. But they did an episode oh, wow. where he was an angel, came down and, you know, Fonzie. So they tried to do a series with that around 79, and it, and it kind of Well, came. then they had, they had Joni Loves Chachi, too, which was popular for a while. But Yeah, it's one of the big terrible. flops, though, once, once, you know. That was terrible. You yeah. have an amazing show uh, like Happy Days. You know, of the time, the 70s were, were trying to play off crazes. Like, I think Joni Chachi's kind of 
playing off the Luke and Laura, they wanted a, a couple that fell in love and to follow them there. Uh, you had, you know, making it was trying to play like a happy days disco type show. Um, mm-hmm. so you had a lot of people trying to copy the formula, but a lot of failures. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they switched the, um, the, uh, theme song from rock around the clock to happy days. And now, even when you look at, I watched uh, one of the episodes from like season two on Hulu the other day. They don't have rock around the clock anymore. They have the uh, they have the Happy Days theme. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad. Kinda with the, weird. It's sad with these shows because you mentioned we mentioned the Odd Couple earlier. There's about eight or nine episodes that are not available on CBS Access and Hulu because of music rights issues. Which like, hey, just pay the money. I mean, and then also you have Happy Days when they, they had a great. Great flow to the show with all those 50 songs just interweaving in and out, which they're trying to copy American Graffiti. Um, and now you watch them and they're so chopped up and they have derivative music underneath it that's you know trying to sound like Blueberry Hill. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of sad these old shows are being treated this way. Uh, and, and I know that's, that's why I think only on CBS and Hulu, they only have like season two of Happy Days, which is Yeah, crazy. it's only season two. And, it, you know, like we talked about before, the Christmas episode, at least you can watch the Christmas episode on that, uh, in that season, on, on season two. Um, still one of the greats of all time. Probably right up there with All in the Family's uh, Draft Dodger episode as far as Christmas episodes go. Yeah, and, I, you know, it's one of those things where they, they, put, they get the music, they put it in originally, and, and I guess it was a time when no one thought about music rights or, or signing people up for life or you've you're going to be in this show forever, <laughs> you know, for right. them to have to uh, alter these shows that, you know, as we saw them, <laughs> they're completely different, uh, which, which is sad because it's, it is, it is art. No matter what you think about sitcoms, I'm a big sitcom fan and I think they do have served their place and they definitely are art in a way, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, happy days. And like, like we said, probably the first, at least the first three seasons, maybe the first four seasons was, was a really, really, really good show. Yeah. I mean, and Gary Marshall, of course, he knows comedy and, uh, spins off Laverne and Shirley, which is probably one of the second biggest shows of the seventies. If not the biggest, I heard it was even more popular at one time than happy days. So, I mean, that's a direct spinoff that came right after the show. He owned that hour for a while, you know? Yeah. With the classic Lenny and Swiggy. <laughs> hey, let, let's not anything. Let's not let anything else spoil this evening. Hello. <laughs> the inside <laughs> walk inside the door. Uh, if that, but yeah, if so. that keeps if that keeps running, they'll come in here like termites. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was a great gag. I loved every time they did it. Uh, oh, I know it was awesome. Uh, so uh, happy days. There's our kind of wrap on the show. Uh, I think we chose to talk about it because it's one of those shows we grew up and we watched like religiously. I, I talked to somebody recently like, I can't do the week to week thing. I got to binge. I'm like, well, you know, back in the day, we didn't have a choice. We had to wait right. a week for Fonzie to see if he made it over those uh, um, cars, you know. Uh, so it it uh, it definitely... Uh, it definitely kind of takes up your whole week. You're like, oh, what's gonna happen? Tuesdays? You well, yeah, know. <laughs> you, you talk about that Fonzie episode where he jumped the over the um, the barrels. Yeah, I mean that was the talk of everything for a week. School, you name it, and uh, everybody wondering if he's going to make it over the. It was really, uh, I mean, they did it. It was great. It kept everybody suspense for a week. So, um, but that was yeah, that was it was a it was a very very good show. 
uh, for a time. And then I just stopped watching after a while. But in the beginning, it was really good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there was a point where, you know, I probably end up watching all the episodes, but I think it's a point where you just go like, hey, this is a different show. It's almost like it. Yeah, it's almost like a different show. It's like Happy Days Mach 2 because the first one is, especially when Richie left, that kind of puts a huge hole in the uh, who's oh, yeah. who's going to step Absolutely. up. And they had Fonzie step up to be a dad and teacher, like you said, all that stuff. But yeah, um, what? how do you think it influenced your music? I think we both like the 50s music and 60s music. Um, but what, what song of ours would you pick to play for this happy days episode? Um, I think the one that probably would, um, be the closest would be a song called tell me why. Cause it's got a lot of, of those vocals and it's kind of, kind of got that fifties kind of feel to it. So I would say the the original one that we did with, um, with Matt Stevens when we were a trio, I think that would probably be the best one. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's a lot of good, good 50s-esque vocals in there. So here it is from our album. It's available for streaming. Think of a different time, 8691. This is Tell Me Why.
tell me why 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 All right, there's Tell Me Why kind of a happy days feel for our happy days episode you can stream all the surrealers music on all great streaming sites any final word about happy days george um no i I, like you said i wish they would put more of the uh early seasons on hulu uh eventually or, or some streaming site but uh for right now i'll take season two and uh enjoy that christmas episode come december all right. Well, I'm Jim, and George is on the phone. <laughs> Hopefully returning to, you in the st- to the studio soon. But uh, that wraps up our episode on uh, Happy Days, and we'll have another topic to talk about soon. And, George, our official show close. All right. We thank you for your time this time. Until next time, so long. <laughs>